the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 320 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. That's right, episode 320. We just keep on going. I uh, wish we could, you know, join you for a happier moment, but it's a struggle right now. Uh, that's for certain, as the team dropped another game, um, and I was looking down potentially being a third and fourth seed um, if they don't wake up in the last two games of the season. So wake up call all the way if it wasn't already, uh, but we're in the middle of it. Of course, Chicho visited us again, paid us the ultimate respect after scoring on us by not celebrating. Respect to him for that. Um, we'll cover the bobblehead fiasco because I ain't going to avoid that. I got a lot to talk about there, um, which honestly is a symptom of other things, to be honest. Um, and we'll talk about the next game, preview it out, and get you all up to date. That's where we're here. Of course, Bam should be joining us a little bit later in the episode. And of course, Tony is here. Tony, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty well. Um, a little tired from the last, last game, of course, as most of you are um tired mentally and uh physically is the best way to say it uh i was lucky enough not to deal with the bobblehead because i was running late going off work and also um there's some choice words that i want to say about certain people just in general of hindsight and everything going on fair enough we will definitely cover that um i'll just i'm gonna throw it up there because man I'm, I'm still i'm still living over the weekend but um the bobblehead thing was a total fiasco yet again it seems like every time we do a giveaway they do the exact wrong thing to make it happen or you go watch the baseball game and see the angels or the dodgers give away forty thousand bobbleheads and not have a single incident um ours this time ended up with a fan crush in the northeast corner which my daughter and i got caught in uh, thankfully my wife got out of it but long story short, my daughter hit the ground pretty hard, and that wasn't pretty. Um, adding to it, I had stuff stolen from me as I was on the ground getting her, which makes it even worse. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't a good moment, that's for sure. All the heads and all, and, you know, chasing a plastic toy ain't worth it. Um, definitely thinking twice going forward. Tony might be the smart guy in this movie. Um, on that note, outside of that, um, things seem to be okay, but... Maybe that was a foreshadowing of the what was what was to come. You know, that's where I'm at on that. That's where I'm feeling today. But let's get into the match. Let's not dwell on it for too long. Uh, all right. So, yeah, RSL comes to town. We knew they were struggling to get points. We were struggling to get points. They had a chance to pass us. So there was a lot to play for in this thing. And we still had a chance of getting second seed if we took these guys down. Um, has been the hardest thing to score on these guys. Um, again, they're at negative goal difference. But we do know their capabilities up front, thanks to Chicho being back. And actually, the roster is pretty, pretty good on the top end, skillful side. Um, our side, looking at what we had, we actually fielded probably the best lineup we probably could have fielded in under the circumstances. Of course, uh, LAFC had Crepo back in goal, Long and Murillo uh, as your center backs, Chiellini getting the rest. Um, Palacios and Hollingshead as your outside backs with Tillman, Sanchez, and Acosta uh, in the midfield, and Vuanga, Vela, and Olvera um, as your 
attackers. Now, Salt Lake came out, of course, with the 4-2-3-1, as we kind of predicted. Uh, McMath was in goal. Glad and Vera were their center backs. Brody and Ovedo were their outside backs. Defensive midfielders were Palacio and Ojeda, with Savarino as their number 10 playmaker. Gomez and Luna were their outside midfielders, uh, with Arango, of course. That's right, Chicho, up top, playing high. They're newly minted designated player. Now, game itself, I'm going to throw to Tony because I don't think we want to dwell too much, but there are things we do need to dwell on. How did things go, sir? Um, Overall, like, again, watching the game in a, pretty much like the whole game from what I saw and then also re-watching it and re-watching the highlights again this morning just to kind of, like, refresh my memory, we dominated this game 100%. They've had a couple chances, but the whole game was our miss opportunity in the final third it's it's coming to the point where if again since the beginning if it's not Bowanga, then who else we have Bowanga, vela and hollings has as our top scorers at the moment you know what i mean who can score consistently and after that it's maybe we get something from buke we maybe we get something from bogus and tillman here and there but or das too but after that there's no one there to pick up the pieces um, in a very, I guess, poetic way, the person who we let go scores the game-winning goal in a very fashion that he usually scores, you know, there in, in the moment where he needs to do to score the goal to win the game. Um, I know everybody wants to jump on the whole, we should have kept Chicho, this and that. Yes, I understand that, but I you also have to realize you don't know what the season would have been if he stayed and you, we can say, Oh, well, hindsight, look at how he's doing now. And I'm like, well, then what happened in Pachuca? Cause it's not the same. that's going on in the MLS. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a very battle. So it's like one of those things. It's like that, that X, you just got to let it go, you know, move on, be glad that they do what he, you know, what he's done for you. Give him the respect he has. Cause he gave us respect back by not celebrating and saying why he celebrated. Cause he has respect for us as supporters. But at the end of the day, it doesn't. It falls back down to training, the final third, and all the losses in the finals, in leagues, giving up cups has finally mentally broken our team. In a way, broken. In a way, incompetent. Um, fatigue, I think, is a big factor. It's not an excuse. It's the truth. Um, and then missed opportunities. We still produced opportunities to do something in this game. We should have. We should have tied the game at least. Um, but we just don't have that guy. Vela used to be that guy, and there's times where he does do it, but he can't do everything, right? He can't do everything, and they're organized enough to know that. Um, Buanga, you know, still wastes a lot of opportunities as, as flashy and good as he is. Um, yeah, you just don't have that one guy. We bought a guy that wears a nine. We thought we were going to get more out of him. It, it was a bust so far. I'll say that right now. It's a bust. Um, because we thought we were going to get that that boost from him coming late in the season, and he hasn't done it. We needed him to. He didn't do it. Now, does that fall on the manager? Does that fall on John, right, who brings him in, who makes those assessments to say this guy's ready, the whole soccer ops crew, because it is like by committee, um, who bring these guys in? Is that where the failure's at? I mean, ultimately, that's the replacement for Chicho took forever to get him because certain players had to be sold first, which as Tony mentioned, cap was an issue here. 
what the late bonus is. And, and we, we heard it on another podcast as well. Um, when Vince popped on and mentioned what he mentioned, and it is true. It is one of those things that, that you have to think about it. If you kept Chicho, then another star would have to leave. Who do you want to go? Vela, Buanga, Ilie? Because those are the names that would have to go uh, to keep him. As much as I swear they could have found a way, right? Or you're selling guys earlier instead of middle of summer, you're, you're actually getting them off the roster in the winter, um, right? Because we know which three we're talking about there. But they didn't. They couldn't. It didn't happen. And had to wait. See if he was one of the big ones. Um, but here we're, we're here now. Right. We've been through it. We've had the worst like letdown after a championship you could possibly have outside of being like Seattle last year who missed the playoffs. We're not missing the playoffs, guys. Um, who barely looked competitive after, you know, one of their best players got hurt from all this wear and tear, um, which we haven't dealt with that kind of an injury. Thank goodness. Knock on wood. We don't. Uh, but that is, you know. That's what tends to happen to teams after they do all this stuff is, is something gets sacrificed. Sadly, it looks like our season is kind of getting sacrificed over all this and nothing came of it. And that you should be mad about that. You should be angry about um, that. They didn't find a way. They didn't make it competitive when they should have made it competitive and they didn't execute. Now you have every reason to be angry about it because they didn't get the job done. Right. The guts, the guts, the, the toughness just wasn't there to handle it. We danced well. But haven't we haven't produced and now we're here um and we'll talk about the standings in a bit but you know talking at number one number two seeds those might be gone now um now you just got to fight to get home field advantage in the first round and not be the road team thankfully you know it's a three-game road set, a three-game set but things are at risk now not 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 of missing the playoffs but where you're seeding and and now decision day is really going to mean something to us when it rarely ever does outside of maybe just trying to make it when we failed once before and now we're here um and this game kind of kind of showed that moment right you you get your chances you push you push you push and Chicho needed one to get you and he did it and that's why they pay him the big bucks simple simple as that um your thoughts overall tony like I said, it's just it's a it's a combination of conditioning, what's going on in practice, because again, it's the final third. It's it's we are good in the first parts, building it up, getting the final passes into the final third, but then something happens where we rush. I feel like we rush in the final third to make the quick miss to get the quick goal or don't see what we need to do and we're like catching up or falling behind it's one of the two i don't know if we're going too fast or going too slow and that's what's going on because there is multiple opportunities where we could have scored but we were a late to the gate late to it too early to it or you're like for some of the headers just like not jumping high enough for like condition wise just like fatigue fatigue sets in so no and that's what happens And, and second guessing runs you know or not making mm-hmm. runs we had a few of those in this game where well dude why didn't you follow through and then our mm-hmm. comes in and makes those runs and then they don't mm-hmm. serve him the ball um which is <laughs> yeah that's hard to watch it is it's hard to watch um knowing what they can do and what they're capable of and what they're giving us now they're a shell of what they were at the beginning of the year i think there's no doubt about that so mm-hmm. is it doom and gloom a bit is there a chance for them to do something possibly 
you know, thankfully, <coughs> sorry guys, mm-hmm. when the season does end in a couple of weeks, there is a little break before before we get stuck into these competitive matches for playoffs. That is a good chance for our team to 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 get things right, unless all of our impact players go play for their national teams, which we might lose a few for that and do do need a rest. So we shall see. Obviously, no three stars to the match. We're not going to go there. A um, couple telling stats because I don't mind throwing them out there. We had 20 shots. Um, yeah, shot attempts, only seven made it on goal. Uh, they had seven, four made it on goal. There's your efficiency right there. Um, all right, so I'm going to throw it to you guys. I know there's not a lot of us on tonight. It's pretty, you know, again, I, I get it. Game tomorrow, things look a little bit dark. I get it. Um, but a few of you, thank you, have jumped on. So we're going to throw you guys into the mix here and see what you guys have to say. And shout out to LAFC's on here. It says Dale Black and Gold. There you go. Mark Lopez, people tripping about bobbleheads more than how our side is playing. Let's get it together and make this cup run. That would be nice. Uh, LSC Edge, well, they hand out one per person as they walk in. It's so easy, no ins and outs, so people can't get repeats. That's the thing. Like, you go to a Dodger game, you go to an Angel game, each entryway has its own table, man, and you get it and you're gone. And you're coming back because security's not going to let you come back. Like, it's stupid simple. Um, and what was weird in this case, every table seemed to just create its own policy on the fly. Um, the stories are wild from each corner of the stadium. So, yeah, pathetic. Pathetic, honestly. We've been around how many years and you can't figure it out? It's wild. Uh, Mark says, yeah, I didn't realize there was a crowd crush. There was, man. It sucked. Um, I've never been in a crowd. I've been in crowd stuff, but this was a crush crush. And, uh, you know, my daughter right here in front of me, I'm doing my best to keep her safe. Um, not a good feeling in LAFC event, that's for sure. We don't go to games for that nonsense. Uh, Ellie says, good evening. You too, sir. All right, those are our comments so far. Uh, we'll get to you guys a little bit later as well, and we'll keep on moving forward. Is it going to be a long episode today? Heck no, we got a game tomorrow. We want to get to it. We want to preview things and go from there. Um, I think... Do you want to go to community first? Or you want to talk about the standings, man? Um, go let's go with community first, and then get into the standings to lead up into our next game. So, um, with community yep. news, um, there is a auction going off. If you saw it in the stadium, if you were there, and then also all over Instagram, um, they are auctioning off the red card that Max got. In the finals with his signature where it says the best red card of my life or something like that for uh like the found lafc foundation to give back and everything so if you have the money you can do that there's a good opportunity to win something really cool um as well as of course um the mo facio futsal court still needs to be built that's still an ongoing uh project that we need to finish to actually build the next project step on the next project to build it so um if you can donate go to lafc.com slash melfacio and donate whatever you can um dollar 20 whatever you can at the moment uh because also here's also another big moment for everybody tomorrow the metro is giving out free is free transportation for clean air day so most of you guys who use the metro can go use the metro for free so can not clog off the freeways or anything like that. So there's the money that you'll be saving a little bit. 
using the Metro, you can put that towards the Mofasio futsal court. So for community, that's it. There will be maybe some people tailgating a little bit. Christmas feeling like it is the final home game, but unfortunately it's a Wednesday. It's kind of hard to tailgate, but and that's all I got for community news. There's always somebody that wants to, wants the party. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that runs. Um, all right. So we got to figure out a proper artist from, Oh, I think we got this one figured out already. We might've done already, but forget it. We're going to throw it and make fun of things right now. Um, final club minute. I think we're going to go right back to soul asylum since they're from Minnesota. Um, and not going to lie, somebody to shove, I think, makes perfect sense after what happened in this last game because <laughs> some people are less than golden in our community. And uh, I, think that, <laughs> I think that one makes makes sense since people can't look out for each other. So there you go. Uh, yeah, we're going to Soul Asylum. And there it is. Done with LAFC's Vinyl Club Minute. Do you have anyone to throw in there, man? Are you good? Um, I was going to say... Three blind mice. I was gonna say three blind mice just because like I know people want to bring up the referee, but at the end of the day, you can't blame the referee for last game, even though the referee was pretty bad. Yes, but we need to control our control controllables in order to offset that. If we do that, then we win the game. But so I yes, referees are horrendous, but I would do three blind mice just because they were kind of blind on certain moments. Oh, they're terrible in this game. I couldn't get throw-ins right. Couldn't get anything right. It was bad. But you know what? That's this league, man. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing holding this league down the most of anything. Outside of a crappy salary cap, um, it's the refs, man. You know, if you want to be bored and watch a game, these refs will find ways to make a good potential match be bored as hell. Um, because they <laughs> whistle, whistle, whistle it to death and don't let them play. You know, the one thing I did like, again, uh, you know, with the game against Tigris, as nasty as it got, was man at least it was football man at least they're playing a game i'll take that he was terrible yes but at least they played when it's all shut down yeah it's a joke man total joke all right let's talk about the magic numbers let's talk about it because we're here and it counts for something and those heading up to vancouver when they do it to vancouver you got something to yell about they need you that is for sure don't know if they know they need you but they need you all right let's get up here and boom all right into the mix all right so as it stands right now of course with 31 games played 32 for for st louis of course their their top seed they've earned it this weekend because we we fell on our faces uh top seed 56 points cannot be touched will not go anywhere but first place behind them is now real salt leak yeah you got it uh 46 points total for the season they're about a 45% chance of finishing second seed. So this is only a few games left. Sounders are next, uh, 46 points as well. Again, chances for them, second or third, depending. And then comes us, fourth place, 45 points. Yeah, I know, guys. We, we let them get there. Um, we've got about a 16% chance of finishing second, 22% chance of finishing third. 21% chance of finishing fourth. Of course, the third requires help from another side to get there. Um, so where we thought we were going to end is not where we're going to end this year. That is that is for certain. Dynamo right behind us at 44 points. Whitecaps at 43. As you see, they've got something to play for, obviously, mid-table, and it can catch us still. Uh, Timbers at 43. 
Earthquakes at 42, looking like they're going to make the playoffs, which is pretty amazing. Um, FC Dallas holding the last spot at 41. Of course, as you know, that 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 ninth seed plays the eighth seed, I guess, is how they're going to do it this year for the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be Earthquakes versus FC Dallas uh, at this moment. But here's the deal. Who's right underneath those guys? Oh, yeah, that's right. Minnesota United sitting in 10th place trying to knock the door and get in there. They have got 38 points. So you add that up. They could tie Dallas on points if they get a result against us and things don't go Dallas's way. Now, what are the chances of making the playoffs for Minnesota? They're about a 12% chance of making the ninth seed due to being, of course, down on points, down on goal difference, you name it. 74% chance of missing the playoffs. They've got to do something special, and it has to start against us. So we're pretty much going to be playing a team that is playing for their absolute playoff lives. And... They've been in trouble, and we'll talk about their trends because it ain't looking good for them. After that, it's Sporting Kansas City, also on 38 points. Then the Galaxy at 35. See, they pretty much have to run out the schedule and hope for the best and 5% chance of making playoffs. Ain't looking good. Then Austin at 35 and the Rapids at 26. So where do we stand? Well, we could finish anywhere in between second place, slim, okay, and ninth place, it's still a possibility if we lose out. So we have something to play for, very obviously. And I really don't think we want to be a way team on play, you know, playoff. Like I know the percentage is lower, but it's still it's still there. It's still real. Now, who do we play again? Minnesota United, who are 9, 11, and 11, and that's our last home game this year. Then comes Austin. They're pretty much toast. Um, and then comes the Whitecaps, who really, really, really needs results because they want to get home field advantage, and they have a chance of surpassing us in the standings. Yeah, um, it that one's going to be a battle, and, of course, everyone's playing at the same time on that day as it is decision day. It's going to get crazy, guys. It's going to be nuts, and those going up there, do your best because this is real. It's it's no joke. Um, yeah, uh, that that's our current situation. We've put ourselves in a bad spot because we decided to take a eight-day vacation in a way. Um, didn't get things done when we should have gotten them done. Licking our wounds. Hating life for some. Looking at Chicho for others. It doesn't really matter. We've got three games to play. There's something to play for. You can still finish on the top half of the standings and get home field advantage in the first round or maybe even the second round. Um, and let's be real, this year's playoffs is so tight and so crazy, the top seeds could be gone in the first round, and all of a sudden now you've got the home field for the rest of this thing. It's possible the way these playoffs are set up. So especially with the long period off before we get in the playoffs, it's like a second season. You get a proper reset. Guys get healthy, and you make your run. But you got to get there in the standings, and you got to get that home field advantage. That That is essential. Your thoughts, Tony, on the magic numbers? How do you think we're going to? finish this bad boy out um at the rate we're going Mm -hmm. we lose home field advantage and this is just the 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 run of form is that's why i'm saying this um like i said in the last pod all these games matter there's no more easy there's no more easy teams everybody's playing for something and no matter what history and yes you can go back and look at the history of like our head-to-head and everything like that but on that day it that goes out of the books because like we've had Salt Lake's number for how many times and then for the last year and then look what happened. And it's just, and it comes back to us too. Austin had our number the whole regular season, but when it mattered, we beat them. So at this point, I think we might 
I'm I think we still will get home, but if we don't shape up next game, because if we lose, or I rather just get a point at this point at this moment in time and just get a point and move on forward with a goal to end that going into Austin and then going into Vancouver, which remember history serves we are one bad up there, two bad on turf. So well this is how bad it is, right? If we tank, what are the chances we play Vancouver in a playoff series and they're the fourth seed and we're the fifth seed? Some weird thing like that where we get we gotta play them and we're mm-hmm. the away team, right? I guess is the way it would 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 see itself out. Yeah. That that ain't good. That ain't good. Um and we're in trouble. You're like, it's Vancouver. Yeah, but they play they play different at home. You're giving them two games. You have to destroy them when you give me our house, and we don't finish. So you can't mess around with this. Um, they they need to execute. It's that simple. And if they don't, they don't deserve it. I think that's pretty straightforward. Do the job or don't. Others will. So you better step up. That's about all I got for that one. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into the match itself because Minnesota, like I said, they are in trouble, right, Tony? Uh, you see that up there? Where are they sitting? How many? How's their last five games gone, man? Um, so it's they haven't they haven't won one but again doesn't matter but for the running form they tied against san jose 1-1 they lost against st louis 2-1 lost against carson in that choke of a game 4-3 oh, yeah. um lost to kansas city 0 uh nil uh, one and uh mm-hmm. tied new england 1-1 so as you can see they're not in the best of forms they are throwing away games as they should win but again, there's something about what, how we're playing and the way what's going on. One of these train wrecks is going to be on the rails and the other one's still going to be on the sidelines. Yeah, so you have one team that leaks goals and plays terrible at home. Well, guess what? They get to play on the road um, where they scored three goals. Um, and then there's us who haven't scored in four games. Mm-hmm. Something's got to give, right? <laughs> um, I do know they're the worst home team in the league. We We get that. They're terrible at home but it ain't there it's here um yeah uh both teams feel like they're due i think at this point though they're not now looking at who stands out for them who their big faces are oh yeah the other thing is we tend to tie them all the time that's another funny thing out of four of the last five games we tied these guys <laughs> i don't know it, again they match up weird to us um goals so far we got 44 they got 39 so they ain't so great there goals against we have 35 they have 41 so you can see where their struggles are at now who stand out they've got um long one uh he's got 27 game goal um 27 games played eight scores eight goals um reynoso of course 15 and six timo puki their new their new uh target man uh 11 games played six goals scored that's right Check that out. A striker that finishes. Cool deal. They're not in the, you know, doing so great, but still they're scoring goals. Uh, Mender Garcia, 28 games, three goals. You see the quick drop off. Assists. Uh, Dotson's got four. Longwane has three. So check him out. Eight goals, three assists on the year. Uh, our old friend Ismail Tajiri Shradi, three assists after nine games played, only nine games. Uh, Mender Garcia, and a whole bunch after that. Again, uh, they picked up a striker to turn things around, and it didn't quite work. Sounds familiar, right? 
Uh, <laughs> but he is scoring, just the rest of the team's faltering. While the other side, we produce, but the guy we bought doesn't produce. Yeah, life. All right. <laughs> a game against Minnesota for these guys. They did come up with a 4 2 3 1 setup. I know we love that setup, right, guys? Uh, Dane Sinclair was in goal. He is a bright spot for them. Tapias and Boxall were their center backs. Taylor and Bristow were their outside backs with Gregus and Trop as their defensive midfielders. Reynoso, of course, was their number 10 playmaker with Longwane and Dotson playing on the outside uh, mid to wing uh, treatment there. So that's who they've got. That's who we saw last time. Who got in also? Uh, Valentin. Uh, Jung Sung Bin, Adiaga, and Paddleford. Game before that, same thing. 4-2-3-1. Pookie, your target man. In this case, Song Bin was their playmaker with, yeah, with their normal playmaker out on the day. So, yeah, we could see it doesn't change much. Expect a 4-2-3-1. Expect Pookie to be your guy. Um, expect Reynoso to step up. You just you expect that Longwane is going to be your threat. Palacios is going to be very busy in this game dealing with Longwane. That's his favorite side. Dotson's going to be harassing um, whoever we choose to play right back in this because we might be seeing some rotation because we love to do that when games are important. Um, it is what it is. Simple. Uh, we'll see. Until uh, we know what they're going to do, we know how they're going to try to play us. They're going to try to counter us. They're going to try to look for that odd chance from Pookie to finish, catch us on a break, something like that. Um, I think the better question, and I'll throw this to you, Tony, I think it's us. They could say, you could say whatever you want about them and who they have. We know who they have. It's what LAFC is going to show up with and who they're going to field on this thing and who's going to be ready for this, this moment and who's going to step up and who's going to shrink and turtle in the moment. Um, we're here. So I go to you. I think we both can agree. Max is a starter and goal. There's no mm -hmm. way around it. We know this. Center back pairing, though, could get kind of interesting. Now, Keelini got... Got some rest, right? He didn't start this game, so he should be fresh for this next one. You have to expect it. He was active, you know, in warm-ups. He, he looked fine. Am I wrong in that? Do you think Keelini's getting the play here? That's what I'm trying to think because it's just like um, – because in the final three games that we have, it's grass, grass, and then turf. And we know mm -hmm. he doesn't play on turf, which is in Vancouver. Yeah, in Canada. So I think we probably limit his minutes. He may start, but I think he limited his minutes to not full 90, so we can use him for the next game and then rest him against against Vancouver, unfortunately. So I think Kalini does get the start, and then I would say Long as well, or Maria, one of the two. I have a feeling it's going to be Long. I do. With Mario and Maldonado maybe getting time later as the game progresses. Um, knowing that we've got another big game coming up, you need to keep people fresh. Palacios, it's a given. He's on the left side. Right back, though, um, I know Hollingshead would be kind of your 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 go-to, but I got to think Palencia might get this one. What do you think? I think Palencia should get this one just to see what he can do there again. We've had him there before, and he's done great when he started and then had some mistakes, but I think he's the right choice. Uh, we use Hotline's head on a Texas away day. Yeah, which would, of course, he's. Why wouldn't he be there? It just seems mm -hmm. a situation. 
Uh, midfield, I don't think we're going to see the same midfield. I think this is the one that gets a shakeup for sure. Um, Ilya, do you start him? Do you sit him? I think I'd start him. Like, if yeah. I know our captain is Vela, but the true captain on this team is Ilya, and I feel like you should start him. Not full 90, but a good amount of time because he can manage. He's our, like I said, I feel like he's our true captain the way he carries himself the way he presents himself the way he talks and everything and leads everybody he's a true captain um agreed acosta is the questionable one as we all know he went off limping last game so we don't know what his status is until game day uh so it's going to be in between bogus uh tillman and cross stuff uh, yes yeah um, if I'm predicting, I think it's Bogush and Tillman. Um, Krasev seems to be kind of that guy we're looking to as a young kid that gets minutes late, mm-hmm. even though he's very impactful when he plays. Um, that just seems to be his role at the moment. I'd be surprised if he started. What do you think? I think maybe he starts. Just to throw it out there, I feel like he should start. Just have him start this game to see what we have as a starter with him starting the full game instead of that so we can understand if he's a... Super sub, or can you be a viable starter for us? I mean, when you've got one win in your last five, anything goes, right? Exactly. I mean, what, what's the worst you can do? Have another bad game? You've already had a bunch of those. Um, yeah, experimentation is kind of the expectation, maybe. Um, now up top's another story. Um, Vela is Vela. I think he plays as long as he wants to play. Uh, sitting him out at home, I just I don't see it happening. Same with Buanga. he kind of writes his own name in the lineup, he, uh, you know, at home as well. But the other question is, is it Olvera? Are we going back with with the Ghost Nine? Um, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Not so Super Mario, uh, it, you know. I would go Olvera, but do you give the guy a shot to try to to shake things up and and, and bring in the the dude wearing number nine? I'll go to you. I would say Oliveira. Like honestly, he's like the one that kind of you don't take out. Like the only thing with him is he can't. The final third is his problem, but that's everybody in the in the front three is the final third. Is they seem to be flashy up until the last part where they have to kick the ball in the back of the net, and they miss that part. So I would say Oliveira, but I wouldn't want um, Ordaz up there. Um, Mario. Again, he, as we joked last game, when we said he was questionable, I said he's been questionable even when he's on the field. But <laughs> he needs. It could be just the the way the game the way the game is played here in America, and he's not used to that, which is fine and dandy. Because again, Buanga was the same way. Buanga wasn't Buanga until the beginning of the season, and now he's not even that. So I would For want. Now, yeah. I would want Ordas. I would my my pick would be Ordaz, but realistically, I think it's Oliveira. So Ordaz, when he came into the game, was a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. He's not the most perfect player in the world. We know this. He's a young, developing player who doesn't get minutes. So how hard is that to jump in on the lineup? He doesn't get it regular anymore. Um, I enjoyed the runs he was making. The the grittiness that he always provides to the lineup. He's always pushing. The facial reactions from him always crack me up because he shows none, right? Like, it's just 
let's do this um driven um we need that that that's not a bad thing at all um and if you're gonna shake things up maybe that's what you do let, let the let the big dogs serve the kid throw him in the middle let's go um again you haven't scored in four games you gotta do something now talking about mario i'm starting to think maybe the curse of braga might be something that we might think about y'all remember horta from back in the day i know mm -hmm. i said that name why i say that name that's fine because it's, it's true. Braga. braga connection guys i know it sounds weird and tinfoil hat but who knows i mean we've got again four games no gold something's got to give something's got to give what the heck put hollingshead up front i mean you couldn't do any worse do you know what, what I, I say put dolo in i was what re watching <laughs> no i was re-watching an old uh soccer match with uh i think it was uh rivaldo or romeo and he was a coach and he subbed himself in to play against uh it was against uh barcelona oh no it was against it was in brazil i forgot who it was against but he subbed himself in as a player coach to do everything so why not too funny i mean you know if you saw dolo play back in the day i mean yeah our outside backs aren't that level let's be honest as good as they are i mean dolo mm -hmm. was pretty special as a player now um now some of the blame that dolo does get and he does deserve some blame here there's no doubt about that some of it's like dude do you want him to kick the ball i've had that moment with a few people like what's he supposed to do man he can't make them finish like that that's just funny to me when teams can't finish i'm not sure anyone can help them in that and then Razov is the guy right working on these guys i'm sure he's figured out in his life how to score goals so what you know what else can they do you know it comes down to the man and, and the performance of the man and if that person can't do the job then you move on to the next person that's how it works that's your pressure is not playing your pressure is not playing um not an intense training session they're used to those so <laughs> all right uh, i see a lot of comments lining up i love it guys good the bad the ugly we love all of it um your honesty is is of course valued the very most so uh, here we go um oh we've got a few mm-hmm <clears throat> Okay, LAC Wolf says, just hard to see the season trembling. Definitely comes down to MLS Cup because it's been a bust since midseason after Leon. Yeah, Leon broke these guys. They put everything into that in that darn game. Um, Mark Lopez says, God loves ugly by atmosphere vibes right now for black and gold vinyl. Yeah, atmosphere was on that list. I know. Good choice, dude. Definitely Minnesota band. Good stuff, Mark. Uh, Mendo says, almost black and gold. There you go. Mendo also says our goal draw will end tomorrow night. It better end tomorrow night. Burke is on here. Says, hey, party people. All love to you, Burke, and all the hard work you do in the supporter section, man. You the man. Well, no doubt. Um, Mendo will attend the match tomorrow. You guys happen to know if two or three-year-olds need a ticket as well. Um, I don't think a two-year-old does. I mean, no, they sit on your lap to usually get in. Um, that's what I dealt with in the past. So it's just, is it Mark? Is it that comfortable? Right. You want in a seat, you know? Um, but yeah, they get about four or five, they start calling you out. So 
Yeah, two to three year old. I think you're. I mean, unless they're monster two to three, right? Well, they're little guys. They're, they're fine. Some kids look like they're five when they're three. So yeah, uh, that becomes an issue. Uh, you should be fine. Dude. Let's see. Mendo says complicate ourselves at time. Games that are left will not be easy. No, everyone's playing for their lives now. There's no doubt. Before I get into more comments, Bam is here. He's catching us late. He had to. Do, he had to put in his work, man. He is here. We love him. Here he is. Bam, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for being late. The appointment ran a bit overtime. All good things, man. We kind of went fast on this episode of the 40 minute mark. We're already down to the comments, um, no, which I, is no. good. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, you're, you're definitely going to get your two cents in as we do this. I'm going to have you field some of these questions, too, because you know how this goes. Um, all right. So I like Lynch Special G. It says, tomorrow the team unleashes everything and wins 9 nothing FIFA style, baby. You're now EAFC. Um, there it is. That's funny from Lunch Special Geo. I mean, hey, man, anything goes. Um, Mendo wants to ask, how's Mario's return looking? And I guess my response is, was he ever here? But that's me. Uh, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. I'm not sure we'll notice, but unless he, sh you know, shakes things up. Uh, Mendo says maybe he starts at Austin. Maybe. Maybe I'll be voting for Ardas. Uh, Will says, "Do you know how many yellow cards um, are accumulated by each defender individually? Because if any player has six and get another, they will be out the following game. This can be very bad." I think Bam, you might be the best guy when it comes to these sorts of things. Can I throw this one to you, man? Sure. Um, so from all information that we can't find, um, and. Wolves actually mentioned it a bit further down. Um, Moldonado, Murillo, and Ilya are both one card away from a suspension. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, it, here's the way I approach this, guys. They're not thinking about that yellow card. Not a chance. So you play the game that you're in. The next game doesn't matter because you never know. It could never happen for you, right? The physicality of this sport... Tomorrow may never come as an athlete. So you play for today because if you if you hesitate, you're dead. Um, if they go out, they go out. We need them on decision day no matter what. So if they go out the next one, well, that's life, and you play the second worst team in the West because that is what Austin is, and you should take care of business if you are really who you say you are. So that's fine. Well, you know, if it happens, yeah. it happens. Yes. I think I'll, go the for question me. is, going into decision day, do you cop that yellow now? I think it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, all three are copy yellow. Who cares? We'll play Austin next. Copy yellow, miss it, Austin. Get ready for the decision day. Reset. Simple. Yeah. Don't hold back. Have fun with this one. Get physical, people. Maybe that'll help us score a goal. Who knows? Um, let's see. We've got good stuff, Wolf. I definitely found it. Mark Lopez, love or Daz, but he gets pushed around too much. Once Oliveira puts it together, he will be undeniable. Um, but he hasn't put it together. <coughs> I'd argue that he kind of has. Um, it's just people don't finish what he gives them. <laughs> that has happened. Um, they haven't provided him with proper targets at times. haven't made the necessary runs. Um, but nobody wants to play against Olvera, man. Nobody in the league wants to deal with him right now. When he goes, he goes. And he does prefer the physical matches. Um, Ordaz is sneaky. 
He does look like he's getting pushed around, but he's doing a lot of pushing too, and it's off camera. Um, again, he has a he has a vibe, and it's a pretty cool vibe. Uh, Mendo says, absolutely, Ordaz can create a lucky rebound or disrupt opponents' decisions. He's the guy most likely to shove a, a goalkeeper over. I gotta say that right now. He'd be that guy, which he almost did. Uh, dude, do you all remember that play where he he nearly intercepted the ball from the goalkeeper? That's Ordaz, man. That that's his that's his thing, man. It's good. Uh, ooh, Michael, not Mike. Eight oh five says, "Be smorgan, young man." Uh, good morning, young man, is what he's saying. So, just so you know, um, good morning to you too, Michael. Um, I know it's been a f- real interesting week so far, but hey, Byron won uh, one tonight, so that was cool. That was cool. Uh, Mendo, thanks to you too, sir. Uh, Antonio says Dolo and his tactics aren't working like versus Tigres. I knew once he brought McCarthy in, I knew the game was horrible. People will say he won us the cup, but that was last season. It's what you have done lately. Yeah, McCarthy wasn't the issue, it was the two guys that missed that blew it. Um, you know, you're trying to steal one as a goalkeeper when your other guys can't, can't execute from the spot, it's on them, it's always on the shooter. Um, that the you know it's that simple um tactics now i i will say this on tactics if you close your eyes and don't look at the sideline there are moments where i'm not sure between bob and dolo at times and the approach to the game i'll just say that right now and maybe that goes beyond them maybe that's a decision beyond them within the club and the culture of the club and what they want to see from this squad right um what that group wants to see for their front-footed attacking football because at the end of the day the changes aren't that deep between both sides they're not between both coaches they're not it's it's subtleties right and and i will say dolo has been more pragmatic in his substitutions for long stretches um things have gone dry right now but I would rather have him on the sidelines than the other. But ultimately, the approach to the game seems at times almost like a clone of the other. Um, and that that goes back to football ops all the way because it's what the club wants to see. So that you, know, you have to ask yourself, is that where we're having problems? Is it ops altogether that's an issue at this point? Or is it that guy up front? And you have to have that question at this point. You haven't scored in how many games and everything we've played for, we've lost. Am I wrong in this, Bam, to say that maybe you got to look beyond the manager in this moment? Yeah, uh, you got you got to look at the the whole lot as together. There's only so much a manager can do, and that's all there is. If a manager puts out the right people and the right people out scoring, how is that the manager's fault? Now, I'm not I'm not saying that he's done all the right moves, but at what stage do you turn around and go? You know what? Maybe it's not the manager. Maybe it's the people on the pitch just doing it guys on the pitch the guys upstairs looking down from 150 feet up um demanding what they demand what what aesthetic they want from the club the video they watch right their guys maybe the approach needs to change right yeah i i can't dead honest do you really really think if a coach shows up here manager shows up here and goes guess what we're gonna play a four two three one counter attack 
low block counter. How long do you think he's going to last with this ops crew, with this ownership group? That ain't the football they want. It's not. So we can look for that and go, well, you know, go back to basics, but I just don't think that's a focus of the club. They don't want that kind of football. So, yeah, you have two managers that look kind of the same because they're playing a system that the club wants. It goes deeper. It does. Now, match management, in-game management, yeah, that 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 falls on Dolo all the way, right? He's there. He's making those substitutions. He's choosing who cycles in and out of the lineup. He's choosing his personnel in the moment. But the approach and all that, that's LAFC football right there. This is what they want. I hope I don't seem off on that, but it just that seems the vibe to me. Um, all right, we'll go back here to Anthony and says, "Oh, Phil McCarthy hasn't done anything of late. He felt he he's run out of gas. I mean, I think that that's ultimately it. Um, the thing is with goalkeepers, a lot of times they are specialists and things are designed to be specialists and they do the homework in the moment. And I'll say it again about Max. I mean, if you watch him in warmups, there are some things he doesn't seem a hundred percent comfortable with. I mean, remember he's the last guy to take kicks. Like he, he does a second round of the goalkeepers usually don't do because he's trying to still find his game. Um, he's been playing well. Yes but he's still trying to find where he wants to be at. And he doesn't feel, I don't think he feels he's hundred percent where he needs to be at yet. Goalkeepers are usually never do, but you could, you could tell he wants a little more from himself. Well, McCarthy. Yeah. On the field didn't go so well in a few games, but if he's your guy and you've, you've designed him for that. Again, that's football ops guys. That's what they're going to do. Um, Mark Lopez, Mendo, your kid is one year and 364 days, right? Right? Yeah, so there's Mark talking about that two-year-old thing. Don't tell him the age, man. Just go, oh, yeah, his birthday's coming up soon. They usually don't. They don't care too much. Um, <laughs> Mendo says, Mario's consistent inconsistency as soon as his cleats touch the grass. I, yeah, the Portland game was my heartbreaker. And I told these guys, like, he's not even running off the ball, man. What's going on? He's waiting for it to come to him. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Wolf. Verdaz gets playtime and scores. What will happen to Pistolero de Agua? Bench warmer. Don't care. Just score, Verdaz. Simple. Anthony Bernunez. We had opportunity to sign a DP this season, and FO didn't do anything. Right? I mean... You, you have to make sacrifices to do it, and they didn't make the sacrifices to do it at the end of the day. Other movements had to happen, and those movements did not happen in the winter break. Certain players had to go that they thought were going to go that didn't go, and that torched everything, um, which you could be, be like if you're really desperate to open up space, then the sale ain't going to be what it needs to be. You take that hit for the sake of competitive balance, or you just wait for the money to come in and, Take a risk on your next season. We chose the latter, and and the risk failed. Right? Uh, LSC Wolf says, because that will be embarrassing, you're putting experienced player to shame. Well, that's how opportunities appear. That's how you take the job. Young kid comes in, takes out the old guy. That's the sport. That's the sport we all watch. We see it every year in every league. Young kid comes in, shows what he's got, the next year that other players retiring it's the sport it's a young man's game especially up top 
let them take it. You take the best guys you have. That's what you run with. Uh, Bermudez says, another thing Dolo on the post-game interviews, he says he'll take accountability, but then he doesn't. He makes excuses, blames everyone but himself. I'm with you, man. Um, they're infuriating to me, too. You know, every time we lose, we're talking about cap space. Dude, nobody cares about cap space. They care about the fact that we're out of another tournament and they get a trophy. And that's all they care about. Or that we had 20 shots and nothing got across the line. Cap had nothing to do with that. That's execution. That's not the cap. Now, if you were demo, you know, demolition job, you lost four nothing, you weren't competitive. That's when you talk about cap space, right? Like, man, I just didn't have the roster to do anything. But when you outplay the opponent, you create more chances than the other opponent. That ain't cap space. That's execution. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It annoys me too. Stick to the football. Let's not talk about what's happening in the boardroom. I don't care. That's about what happens on the field. Bam, you want to add in on that? Look, coming, he knew the job coming into it. He knew about the cap space. He knew what, what there is. Everyone's got the same cap space. Everyone does the same thing. No, there's only so much you can do. Um, you look at coaches that leave cap space leagues, go to Europe. I just wanted a moment, Patrick Kisnorbo. He left Melbourne City, cap space league, went to Europe, has won one game in, in League Two in France. The fans want him out. The fans want him out. So it, it, even if there is no cap space, who says that would be doing good? Different animal. It is. Um, but again, other teams have succeeded with less than what we have. From MLS. We mentioned that last episode. So it's just, it's a, it's a non-starter with me. It just is. It just is. Um, yeah, and talking about rotation in, in rivalry matches, that one drives me up a wall too. Just saying. Those are the two that get me going every time. So I do my best to, to avoid them unless somebody's like, can't you see this? And then I got to jump in and check it out because, you know, too much of that stuff. Um, all right. Let's see here. <laughs> Lunch special, Geo. Trade Vela for Chicho. That's funny. Um, Bermuda says score predictions for our night. I never give a score prediction because it always goes really wrong i can give expected goals possibly um i do that but i will say this we will create more than they will create probably at a fold of about two more chances than they get um in each half the question is what are those dudes up front gonna do with it or are we gonna rely on hollingshead to save us somebody from the back saving the day but again Chances will be there. Our defense will do its job. The ref will be terrible and drive us all up a wall. This is what we know. And the question will be, do we finish this darn game? Do we get across the line? Do the guys we pay the big bucks to get the job done? And that will be the, the story. Tony, you want to jump in on that one? I know you're not going to give a score prediction, but you feeling optimistic about tomorrow? I always, I'm always, I'll support the boys no matter what. You, there's a chance for us to win, and it's that's the whole thing is no matter what's going on, it's where I'm gonna support them no matter what through the good and the bad. There it is. We're here. You know, that's always been that way. Singing louder. I've always, you know, put more into the match as a supporter when we're doing bad than when we're doing good. 
It's easy as hell to support when you're winning. But as a supporter, they need you the most when they're not. And that's when you, that's when you, that defines a fan from a supporter, right? Mm-hmm. A supporter is thick and thin. You might hate it. You might BNM off the field. But when you're there for 90 freaking minutes, you're giving everything you possibly can to allow that little bit of advantage at home, to give a little bit of that energy to your boys. Maybe, maybe it works, right? Um, but at least build up your squad. That's the whole thing. You build these guys up. They got to execute. But that's what you're there for. That's your purpose as a supporter. Thank you, Tony, for saying that. Um, let's see. Wolf is predicting the 2-1 for LASC. Bermudez is give it all tomorrow night for the black and gold. Uh, Wolf says be, <laughs> Minnesota coming for blood and survival. It's going to be intense. It's a playoff game. These, every game is a playoff game. And then, of course, Bermudez finishes. And I like, we'll finish with this one. And Las Buenas y Las y Malas. Sorry. Las Buenas y Malas. Good times and bad. That's why we're here. That's what we do. Let the front runners, the casuals, the guys tossing children for plastic bobbleheads, they all get lost. Um, let's go support and do what we do best. Because we're here no matter what. Those people come and go, but we're here. We know the real. Real knows real. We move forward. Um, all right. Good stuff, guys. Thank you for the comments. Y'all are amazing. Um, I'm going to throw this to, to Bam before we close the show out because he got to miss it. Predicted lineup, sir. It's on you. What you got? Oh, predicted lineup. Um, I'm going to go same as last game. It's, it's going to be the same as last game. I don't see much okay. movement. Um, I'm going to see... Yeah, same as last game. They, to me, they had plenty of opportunities, just didn't capitalize. I think Dollars can give him a chance to capitalize this time around. There we go. Uh, Keelini gets minutes in this one. Thoughts? Yeah, he'll, he'll get minutes in the second half. There you go. All right. You got it from Bam. You got our predictions, guys. Call us out for it, whether we're wrong or right. And yes, Michael, I've, I've had a moment there. So get me tomorrow for it. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go all right guys of course what we always do what we always say is thank you at the end of the day forever in a day we'll be thankful for all that you have done to keep us afloat us running in the good times and the bad and we've had some real bads including a pandemic where we're still showing up and putting shows on here um we were that we were that one you know defenders was there too that were riding through this thing shoulder to shoulder was there too um the guys that were here for the hard times loved all you guys they're still here doing it today um yeah that's where we're at um all right so final thoughts um i'm gonna go to tony first so bam can can close this bad boy out for us uh tony final thoughts man final thoughts is just pretty much to support the team you know as supporters as we are a supporter podcast support the team go full 90 doesn't matter if we're behind or ahead it's we go louder if we're behind, and we we still go louder when we're ahead, or even if we're tied. It doesn't matter. Like these are the times where we give them the extra boost, and we continue doing what we do. You know what I mean? If we want the best from them, we have to give the best from us. So on top of that, just be safe. Remember, free uh, public transportation with Metro for clear clean air day. I believe it's called. Uh, so get out, so just get out there and have fun. Also, you know, 
be responsible. Drink responsibly. And we're all a family here, so so remember that. And that's my final word. Thank you, sir. There it is. Uh, bam. I know we missed the all episode here, and we got you now. Um, thoughts, my friend? Uh, final thoughts for me. Again, mental health. It's a massive thing. Um, reach out to your friends, families. Even reach out to us if, if you're feeling a bit lonesome. Reach out to us. You know, I'm in a different time zone to these boys, so it doesn't matter what day or night, someone will get back to you. Um, yeah, for everyone going tomorrow, be safe. Don't be that guy. We've all seen that guy. Don't be that guy. Just, you know, look after each other, drink responsibly, smoke responsibly, do everything you do responsibly. Don't drink and drive and just look after yourself. There we go. All right. I guess it's my time for final thoughts. And I will say this. Um, we, we, we called it far from golden for a reason, both on and off the field last game. Um, there's always chances to be better. There's always chances to do better. And that's both, again, on and off of the field. We saw some stuff we should never see in this last game um, from staff, from team, from people, um, so-called fans. It has to change. It has to be better. Uh, we can't risk losing what we've built, and we're at risk of losing what we built if we keep this stuff up. So uh, do right, be right, look out for each other. If you see somebody in trouble, help them out. If a friend needs a conversation, give them one, but be there for each other. That is for certain. All right. And I'll end on that. Now, final word, Tony. Stay golden, Los Angeles. Bam. Stay golden. And from me to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. For listening to the heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over. <laughs> <laughs>